0: Okay, here we go. The <laughs> penny He's about to get crazy
1: and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. Kicking it back, sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go.
2: I am calling in because I want to win one of those Mike Grandma coffee cakes. I like the one with the cinnamon. Can I have that one, Mikey? Thank you. You appreciate it. I love your show. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. And
0: you know, if I didn't know better, I would think that might be somebody that I've I've known for years and worked with before. His voice is so similar.
1: It might have been my grandma. I don't think she's I do think she's still kicking. <laughs> Was that the uh, radio
0: chick? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, Don't get me started on the radio chick. That vicious. How do I say this nicely? Twat. <laughs> it's the Planet Mikey podcast, uh, sponsored in part by Pro Automotive of Webster and Dudley, Massachusetts. The guys who I rely on to fix all my cars. And I don't have like a Jay Leno garage, but I do have a lot of cars. It's the official auto repair facility of the Planet Mikey podcast. Remember this, whatever ails your vehicle Pro Automotive has the cure. Also brought to you by my grandma's coffee cake. You heard it alluded to by that uh, mystery caller who's now our mystery guest. The one and only. A guy, okay, let me just say this. The most fun I've ever had in radio was doing the big show with Glenn Ordway, the big O. And he's with us now by,
2: by telephone. <laughs>
1: Actually, it's a hybrid. What would you call it, Glenn?
2: I would call it a, um, a radio signal. What I don't know. What would you call it, Bill? You're the Sounds guy good. that knows all the technical. I call shit. It You're a, supposed to know this, I'd right? I call
1: it a radio signal. Sounds there you good.
0: Radio signal. <laughs> Hi, it's Mikey. It's How a, are you? Hey, Big O. I'm great, man. How you doing? Good. You still locked in the studio? Yeah. I mean, you know, they don't let me out now. I, yeah. uh, I got to pay to get out. Uh, you you are uh, you have a studio in your in your home in Arizona that is better than most studios and the signal sounds better than the WEEI AM 850 signal sounded for 15 years while we were there. It's going to cool. say
2: there's a lot of stuff that was better than that a couple of tin cans. Wow. We're
0: better than that signal. How did we ever My god how, how do we ever get by uh, Big O, uh, with the 850 signal being so shitty? Uh, and get the numbers that you got and that even that I got at night. It was like the, we, were, we had the worst signal ever, and we still got it done.
2: And then we had the uh, brilliant executives at, uh, what was it, Intercom at the time? Yeah. Decided that, ah, they can stay on that right. bad signal for another couple of years while this FM startup down the road with a powerful FM signal yeah. in stereo. Maybe the worst Yeah, we're move. good. We're good. Maybe we're good. the worst we're move good. since
0: Babe Ruth went to the Yankees. I mean that was awful. <laughs> That was God. so bad because you knew it. You were talking about. It. You were talking about. We had that big staff meeting with the, the the guy that ran the corporation and owned it or whatever. And and yeah. you said, you know, uh,
1: shouldn't we be on FM? Everybody. He said, "There's no need for an AM uh, I mean, for an FM facility in oh, this town." That was. So-
2: that was unbelievable. I mean, I remember that it was over at Channel Two.
1: Yeah, remember yeah. we had a town meeting
2: in the auditorium with David Field, the CEO of the company. In which he sat there and tried to convince us that AM was the future of radio. Right. (laughs) It isn't even the past. I got up, I got up, and it probably, I will say this, Mikey, looking back at it, I've had executives in that company tell me that me standing up and actually asking a couple of questions (laughs) to David Field probably was the death knell of me because not the year later. Uh, they had fired me. They right. did bring me back, but they did fire me.
0: Yeah, they didn't want to hear anything that made t- common radio sense. And by the way, it's not like you didn't know what you were talking about, having been at that station for a long time and having dominated the airwaves and, and you know making all the right decisions and so forth. Oh, they should have ca-
2: talked to you first before they had well, that the, meeting. The, the reason we knew it, it was simple math. If you're trying to get an audience of 25 to 54-year-olds... And the, you're, you're on AM. Yeah. At that time, nobody under 40 was, had listened to an AM radio. Right. Nobody under 50 or 60 now only for, listened to an AM radio. For traffic
0: radio. only. I mean, for traffic, I understand. I flip over to BZ even now. For traffic. And then I go right back to whatever.
1: I were. hear they're phasing out AM radios in, uh, in the new cars. That's ridiculous. I love losing it under it's the bridge. It's not in
0: half of it, most
2: of it. I heard cars. it was the future, Bill. Well, I, was, I heard <laughs> it was the future. I always thought AM
1: radio was one of those things, like an early warning system. If you knew when, when there was a storm coming, right. you hear the crackle of the thunder and lightning. Oh. And then also, for your safety, it you would fade under bridges. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. and that's You know,
0: I, I used to listen to Bob Steele, who was a legend in Hartford. He Bob, was at oh, yeah. TIC for Bob like 100 years. But you know what he did in the mornings? He, he, aside from no school announcements... He would tell you the temperature in Bangkok you know he 'd give you all the like the weird, stupid stuff, and people still listen to him. Why? fifty thousand watts it was the only station that came in and and there was no reason to change because they had such big numbers mm. but when e e i went through that, it was clearly the The right thing to do is take Mike FM or whatever the hell we had ninety and, and put the station on FM for
1: God's sake. Well, Mike FM was like a like an ATM. They didn't have any DJs to pay. They had hardly any overhead and just sell they some were making about
2: Yeah, Billy, they were making about three or four million a year mm. because it was just automated. Right. It was all automated, yep. so they didn't have to pay any expenses. It was just pure they, revenue. It was gold, and they were you know they <laughs> yeah. were they're basically a Lawrence radio station. It's not even a Boston radio station. I mean, the sports hub is born with a, a big time FM signal. That's a big time FM signal. It yeah. covers hundred percent of the, uh, of the Metro. Sure. And even 93.7 never did that. What they should have done, Mikey, it's gone to 103.3 after they, uh, acquired that station from CBS. Right. You know, that but used to
1: be FM years ago. A long time. That is
2: correct, Billy. Same, You
1: know, frequency. Well, You've
2: been in radio a long time, well, haven't I you? Well, <laughs> I worked at
1: that station. <laughs> Smitty. That's
0: right. Yeah, he's been kicking around forever. You know, the Lawrence radio station thing just sounds so, it sounds a rinky-dink. We had the mayor of Lawrence on the Planet Mikey show on EEI one night, and I was asking him, why don't you change the name of the town of Lawrence to Larry. And put a Larry Bird statue in the center at the green. Oh. He said, "I'm going to bring that up," but then he didn't. No. But Larry sounds much more friendly. Larry Massachusetts Lawrence. Shut the fuck up with well, that. <laughs>
1: oh, man. Come on, it's so formal.
0: Who's that guy Lawrence O'Donnell? I can't stand him. He's on MSNBC. Oh, uh, Stop MSNBC. the hammering. Yeah, Stop the Hammering Guy. Yeah, that's him. He's from Dorchester, and what a squared lantern-jawed asshole that guy is. I can't even watch him. He's such a schmuck. <laughs> he
1: says nice things about you. Ah, fuck no. him.
0: <laughs> so, Big O, I, I got to tell you this, too. I, you know, and I, you and I go way back. I think 95. We go way back. At 95 was when I started being on the big show, and it was, like, it was honestly, it was most fun. Because... Somehow, you were able to every single day mix it up with different people you know and and anything goes type of shit, and the bits and all that stuff. it was a fun radio show, and with all due respect to the numbers they get at ninety eight five I listen that guy that's uh, squeaky and the and the bitchy uh, they they just all they do is rag on stuff, and they're not
2: happy ever squeaky
1: like, and the bitchy yeah <laughs> <laughs> bitchy and the well, squeak
2: listen, it works for them uh, they're getting the tremendous numbers and You know, we were just talking about being isolated on AM. I think had they moved us to the FM dial, I think there would have been another 15, 20, 25% of the audience. Because what what was happening is every time we lost somebody in that 25 to 54 demo and they became 55, we didn't pick up anybody on the young end, on the 24-year-old, the right. because they weren't listening to AM radio. Christ. So they did the right thing. I mean, Toucher and Rich right. brought in that real young audience. They were smart. They built a lifestyle over there. Yeah. And you, you see the success. But I think a big part of it was the failure of WEEI. Yeah, was it, our failure.
0: They didn't. Uh, they didn't like jump and anticipate what was going to happen. They weren't smart about it at all, and they they let uh, you know eight five get a toehold, and from there on, the rest is history. Uh, it's almost but like as they you, gave- As
2: you know, Mikey, we were all saying it. Matter of fact, the management people that were on the ground in Boston were also saying the same thing. We mm. need to change. We need to do this. We need to get onto FM. They were saying all of these things. Yeah, It was corporate that was stubborn and felt that, nah, they're just fine on AM. And we weren't fine on AM.
0: No, and in the process of, of billing $47 million a year on that little AM 850 signal, uh, which is ridiculous, they also over-commercialized the uh, the stop sets. So I'd I go downstairs, yeah. I could have a cigarette break, and never mind, I could sit down there for 20 minutes. I could have, if I had you know access i could have gotten laid during those breaks and yeah, those are parliament longs right <laughs> long ones, yeah oh my Remember god those. Yeah. well but the thing is too the but the, the, to this day i listen to 985 and yeah they got ratings and they you know the guys are doing a fine job talking about the but it's not the fun place that eei used to be especially in the afternoon i mean you think about the roster of people who are working in the sports radio industry in this marketplace And you basically graduated all of them
2: through the Big Show uh, Academy. Yeah, a bunch of them over at ninety eight point five (laughs) right now. No, we had fun. I mean, we tried to do something at the time that was not going to be strict sports. We left that to Teddy Sarantas, you know, strict, (laughs) straight sports. (laughs) We wanted to have something that was entertaining, that was fun. People were driving home. You know, you don't. There's enough bullshit at work. You want to get on the ride home and you want to have fun yeah. and sports was the hook we went well beyond sports but that was the hook
1: i like that you used and, to do the show without any pants on
0: yeah that was interesting yes yes, yes.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: but no Required. one knew no
0: one knew until much later that that's that was the case that's right uh, it, but the show always had a bunch of wild i mean uh, you, you were able to mix up the chemistry very nicely you know you had the the uh, you broke jerry callahan's career open Right on the on the big show, Michael yep. Holly, uh, yep. Sean McF, Smurless, and uh, and and Diossi as a pair. I mean, you were busting people through there all the time, and guess what? Felger, Maserati, you you broke those guys as uh, as careers. And now when I listen, I'm, I listened to them today a little bit on the way over here, uh, Big O, and they were bitching about about. Belichick, But, see, it wasn't done in a fun way. It wasn't done in a respectful fashion. You know, and you can always question what a coach is doing or whatever. But they were, like, ripping the guy like he's a clueless asshole who's never done a thing in his life. And
2: to me, that makes them look stupid. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure he's a clueless asshole. Uh, I would say based (laughs) on his career. Now, I'm not saying that he did the right thing this year with Matt Patricia Mm -hmm. as his offensive coordinator. That seems to me to be a real stretch. And it certainly didn't work out. And, you know, he's made amends now by bringing Billy O'Brien in. But uh, I don't I, – but that's that's part of the game, though, I think, today, Mikey, that it's so much different than what we had in the old days. And it's funny because ballplayers, if you remember, athletes thought we were really negative at right. the time years right. ago. <laughs> and I look at it today and it's – you know, it's it can be far more negative because a lot of these people right now th- – th- they, they look at people that have been successful that sit and bitch about certain teams and individual players and owners or whatever, and it works. So they just – it's a copycat yeah.
0: business, and they're doing the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's so nitpicky, though, and, it, and I say maybe Belichick has earned the – the right to mess up something. Late in his career, I mean, the first thirty years of Patriot history were for shit, and then the last twenty were great. Mm-hmm. And now, if we have a few bad years, I think people should be okay. Let's show some respect for this guy. He's the winningest, almost soon to be the winningest coach in the history of the game. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't like the fact that they, that they just take you know four hours out of day to crap on Bill Belichick when he last guy. You should worry. By the way, we've had this debate last week. And I think this, the answer to the, the Brady Belichick debate, if it's going to be called that, is that both of them wouldn't be the same without the other one. And let's right. leave it at yeah, that.
2: That's a pussy answer. I don't give a shit. It <laughs> is. It is. You're, you're right, Ben. It is. But it's, it's correctly accurate. It's the right So answer. it goes to what we were just talking about. Right. So you could sit there, and if you want to make radio waves. You could go overboard now and say, Belichick sucks. He's nothing without Brady. He's awful. <laughs> well, it's not accurate, okay? Yeah. It really isn't. So, now, would he have won six uh, Super Bowl championships? Hell no. no. Maybe two. Right. Maybe two. Maybe three. I don't know. Brady and Belichick together are the reason they won six. Yeah. So, it's. I think it's an accurate statement when you make it. But it is kind of a pussy answer. Yeah, well, it I'm is, not but they debate they, that. I'm, they both, in their in right. their in their
0: heart of hearts, must appreciate the other person for helping them become what they
2: are. Trust me, when they're both done playing and coaching. You will get sick of yeah. the love-in yeah. every time they <laughs> right. have some type of anniversary at Gillette Stadium. I'm sure. It'll be Rice, Jerry You'll Rice be and
0: Montana kissing each other's asses yeah. up and down the Oh, this my
2: street. God. They will they will adore each other constantly. Now, That's let me ask
0: you happen. this, Big O. You, uh, you had, uh, uh, obviously, very much success uh, at WEI. You, you kind of spun that stage around. Why, why didn't you get a Marconi?
2: Um, because they're fixed. <laughs> <laughs> if Greg Hill can get a fucking. No, I'm, not taking, I'm, I'm not trying to take away from Greg's. I'm not trying to do this. Uh, I will. I, I, was, I was nominated, I believe, four times. Yeah, I know. Four times. You know, you guys used to call me, what was that woman that uh, used to get nominated on the soap operas every year? And
0: Oh, oh no, not the Katie Lang haircut.
2: <laughs> no, I don't. No, 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 oh, no, no what's her no. name? That was like the, Susan yeah, Lucci. Yeah, Susan Sus- Lucci. Lucci. <laughs> Susan You guys used to call me Susan Lucci all the time. Because I was nominated and I didn't win the damn thing. The station won numerous times. I was told one time uh, as I was flown to the NAB in Austin, Texas. Yeah. And people in the company that would really know what's going on said to me, two hours before you're not going to win. Really? I said, how the hell do you know? What, what is this? A fixed, another fixed election? What are you talking about? How the hell do you know? And they said, well, because we kind of moved the... Award around, different awards around to different companies, and uh, another company's going to win. That's that's so sick and wrong. So, but I but I think that is exactly what happened. Well, you should have won
0: then, at least uh, one. You know, when the guy, the morning guy that uh, that Ben Kitchen here used to work for, uh, Maddie, he won two, and he yeah. and I don't, I never even listened to that he deserves them. But I no, never listened to him. I know
2: you know, crushing the ratings. Well, Maddie deserves. <laughs> but it's not about the ratings. How, you, how you not? How can you not look at? his success, Mikey, over the years. I mean, this is a guy well into, what, his 70s, and he's appealing to a female audience of women in 20s and 30s, right? Yeah. and that's what he's appealing to. Maybe he has a really large schlong. Maybe ever, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that was your problem. You
0: no, but <laughs> certainly I had problems getting in the door, didn't I? Hey, I'm gonna. I go. You know, we have commercials on this podcast. Can you take a second to listen carefully to this big old? Well, you are you are breaking in the cash. I'm talking wow. the most reliable, seriously. And I and I've been in the car business. You know, I know I'm talking about here a little bit. I think, like Eddie Anderman used to say, I think I know a little bit about the car business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most reliable and professional automotive repair service I've ever come across is uh, the, pro, the pros at Pro Automotive, they put the pro back in Pro Automotive. A certified technician's great management that insists on perfection to make the customer happy. Full service for everything. Any make, any model, uh, from the uh, full engine work to brakes, oil changes, lubes, suspensions, shocks, alignment. doesn't matter. They'll do it. They'll get it right. I said it. Whatever ails your car, Pro Automotive is secure. Uh, good old Jason Russo, the owner. He's a hands-on guy. He's been running the business for 20 years, and he's very concerned with customer satisfaction. Remember, Pro Automotive will keep you apprised of your vehicle's progress. With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the Echo. Texts. They give you text. Okay, your car's going to be ready in 20 minutes. You know, no surprises. Honest, fair value. Go to their website. Check it out. ProAutomotiveMA.com. And the MA does not stand for Mike Adams. ProAutomotiveMA.com. Uh, at 626 South Main Street, Webster, Massachusetts. Also, 8 Englewood Street in Webster and 199 Oxford Avenue, Dudley, Mass. Now, some of you are going to be too far away to do this, but if you're within the sound of my voice, (laughs) you should really (laughs) check out the phone. And I don't endorse anybody who I don't know is a a top performer in their field. Okay, so for your automotive needs, Pro Automotive has my highest recommendation. I get all three of my cars serviced there.
1: They put the... They they put the... Pro they put the pro. Oh, yeah. oh, let me do it again. Okay.
0: Pro, pro Automotive pro. puts the... Pr-
1: <laughs> <laughs> to it. Get that out of there, yeah. Smitty. Go ahead.
0: I remember we okay. are talking to Big O, Glenn Ordway. Uh,
2: Swinney, uh edit all of this when it's done? Because it <laughs> sounds talks. like a disaster <laughs> so far. I mean, no? Well, we have some
0: technical snafus, but they are caused by me. You'll be happy to know. All right, I'm going to throw some names at you, Big O. Just give me, like, a couple seconds on each of these names. These are famous people. Don't, you... don't,
2: don't give me the uh, shrink on the couch. No, no. Give me one name. <laughs> we... <laughs> don't,
0: do the... don't do that. No, it's, not a, don't it's not do a word that. association thing, but these are no, people. No, I'm not
2: doing that, but go ahead. Okay.
0: It's your show. Uh, he started with you. He's now big shot. Sean Grandy.
2: Uh, really good play-by-play announcer. Very creative. He was a big part of the uh, early days of the of, of the big show. I know. A lot of the writing. We did a lot of production on that show, and there was a lot of writing to the production, and he did a lot of that.
0: Yeah, he's he's done very, very well from so Very talented. Uh, and his hair looks good these days, too. <laughs> uh, he's, getting
2: t- he's doing TV now because... Gorman is cutting back. He's not traveling.
0: Yeah, and and you know, Grandy's been working on the hair. He looks like a TV guy now. You know, of course, he's probably primping when he's off camera all the time. He's, TV guys do that. I've seen. Do you, you think
2: d- that's natural? Mike does that.
0: <laughs> Why haven't they called you in to do the you know the one Celtics Suns game a year?
2: You know, the funny thing is, I was here for that game. You should do that. That'd be great. I was here. I went to the game. People would love that. that was a, it was a blowout, and by the third quarter, all of the Suns fans had uh, had left the building. And it was all uh, Celtics fans remaining in the building. But I was there for that game, actually. And I believe that was a night that they, I heard later that they had a problem that Mike originally was going to go there because Mike's daughter lives out here in Arizona. Matter of fact, she lives nearby where I live. And he was coming out for that game. And I'm not sure he made that game. because So, had said something well, so who sat in later. for him? Yeah. I hope it's not Good Eddie point.
0: Eddie House. <laughs> He's been doing all. All right. Oh, here's another name for you. Ready, Don Zimmer. <laughs> I did. I I called these off the internet.
2: You and so, Don Zimmer had an issue back in the '70s. I'm just a young kid breaking into the business. I just got into the um, to the Boston market. I was doing pregame, postgame for Red Sox. Off nights, I was doing the 8 o'clock show. I was basically doing the shift that you were doing, Mikey. But I was part of the Red Sox broadcast. And then for home games, I was actually at the ballpark um, because at the time we had um, Ned Martin, Jim Woods, and uh, uh, those guys didn't want to do any of the the drops and stuff like that. And then after that, um, it was Ken Coleman. I'm trying to remember the announcers at the time. Rico Petroselli was doing some of the games. So, Zimmer uh, used to love me. I mean, let's face it. It's a body double.
1: You know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> you, 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 you look eye to eye, you know? And, and you're so and
0: lovable anyway.
2: To, yeah, wide to wide. You're, you're, I mean, come on. She's a
0: mustachioed gerbil. It,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, he loved me until he made the mistake of turning the radio on uh, on the ride home. Okay. And the team was doing very poorly. And you, you, you will remember this, Mikey. Uh, For some reason, he kept Butch Hobson in the lineup at third base every single night. With a bad arm. uh, Hobson had all of these moving uh, particles in his elbow. Yeah, floating bone chips. Exactly. And he admitted it. And he said he was going to wait until the end of the season to to get him removed, which probably was a huge mistake. And (laughs) at that time, no designated hitter. So you need him in the lineup at third base every single night. They put him out there. And he couldn't make the throw. No, two hoppers. First
0: base. Yeah, two hoppers.
2: Go look it up. I think he had 36, 38 errors. That I think year. it was
0: more big O. I think it was 49 errors. Oh,
2: oh my God. I mean, at third base. And so I'd go on the radio every night. I'd say how badly I felt for Butch Hobson. He should not be out there. This is unfair to throw the guy out there. Yeah. And then it, it accelerated. So now I would show up at the ballpark because I would be there every day. So I'd be there at two o'clock in the afternoon, and go in there, and then Zimmer used to sit me down in the dugout and would tell me stuff and give me inside information. Yeah. And then he turned. Oh <laughs> my God, he was so pissed about this Butch Hobson stuff. Wow. And then it, he got, loved it Butch. got worse when I suddenly was, I guess, for some reason, a sympathizer of the the Buffaloes, the Bill Lees and, and the Buffaloes, <laughs> and, and and that group, Fergie Jenkins. And that, Oh my god, and then it became even worse. He literally wanted to kill me. Yeah. And so he I, if I showed up in the in the um, in the clubhouse. Yeah. He th- he tried to throw my ass out. So Jeez. the following spring we're down in must have been Winter Haven at the time. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Winter Haven, Florida. Yeah. for spring training, I'm down there and Dewey Evans uh For some reason, he hadn't been playing Dewey Evans at all. So I had asked Evans, and Evans didn't know the reason why. I don't know. you got to ask the manager. So I did that after the game, after a spring training game. And he looked at me, and he said, I'm not – I can't hear anything. And I repeated the question. And he said, I can't hear anything. I looked at Peter Gammon standing next to me. I said, Peter, would you ask him why Dwight Evans is not playing in right field? (laughs) And then he came lunging after me. Like he did for Pedro? Yeah, yeah, he just throw him to the ground like Pedro. He separated us. He separated us. Really? And could you imagine like two sumo wrestlers We would get down to the (laughs) carpet, you know? (laughs) Two fat guys just rolling around?
1: I'd pay to see that.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. So, yeah, and then the Red Sox came to me after that (laughs) and told me that it probably would be better if I did not visit the clubhouse. And I said, this is bullshit. I got to do my job. What do you... What are you talking about? And of course, you know, as it usually is in radio, Mikey, and you will attest to this, the station really, really stuck up for me. I'm Boy, sure they were they were a hundred percent behind me with the red side. <laughs> yeah, the
0: management's always uh, got, good with yeah, that. Yeah, no support. Yeah, that's None whatsoever. that's funny. Now you
2: made my job very difficult, but I, I should have let them... I should have pushed Haywood out of the way. Had Zimmer take me down to, to the to the floor because I was not making any money there. I was just beginning of the business. I could have sued his fat ass. Absolutely. Yeah. Haywood. Yeah. love another popular guy.
0: Uh, you know what? Uh, Dick Raditz, who he was on always on the big show. Loved him. Lo- Loved him.
2: I, I'll tell you. Mike, I remember. Did you see the best during breaks. Storytellers. Absolutely. The, the Problem is, if, if we had what we have today, where you could do a um, off the air show. Yeah. Think of the stuff during the breaks with Raditz that we could do when the show
0: was over. Classics. He he used to. He used to. The stuff he used to say. Like one time, uh, he came back from the men's room and he was probably down there smoking butts. (laughs) And no, that wasn't the the extra large uh, meatloaf sized. turd he did. That was a famous story. People were running down the hall, sales guys taking pictures of it. It was so, because it wouldn't flush. It wouldn't flush. It just spun around like a big old birthday cake with five cigarette butts in it, in the top of the toilet. But he came back from the bathroom one day and we were doing our morning, uh, Sunday morning show. And he he said, I, he said, I just took a shit,
2: looked like a statue of Haywood Sullivan. <laughs> I mean, he, oh, I loved him like you did. I thought he was just a great guy. And, you know, growing up in the town and being a kid in what, 63, 64, when oh, yeah. he would come out of that bullpen bigger than life and the team was awful. It sucked. And he was the only reason to go to Fenway Park. That's right. And I loved watching him. And then getting the opportunity to later in life, you know, not that long later, another, you know, right. couple decades, <laughs> uh, three decades, get two decades, right? Yeah. Get an opportunity to work with him was. Uh, Oh, it Was really he, really special. He,
0: he was unbelievable, and his and his just his bodily functions alone were hilarious. You know, after after his sixty fifth birthday uh, checkup with the doctor, he came he came in. He said, well, "I went to the doctor uh, the other day for my sixty fifth birthday." Oh uh, yeah, what did he say? He says he told me at my age, never waste a heart on, and never trust a fart.
2: <laughs> okay. i will tell you, the one thing, the other thing I really loved about him. Is anytime we'd have some story with some player doing something that was bizarre, you know, Denon um um Oican Boyd or any yeah. any athlete that there was some story that was, oh my god, I can't believe it. Raditz's answer both on the air and off the air was always the same. <laughs> oh, that's nothing. Oh that's not oh, that's We right. used to do ten times worse than that. Oh, that's <laughs> nothing. No, oh, that's nothing. These guys today, oh no, they're they're angels yeah. compared to what we were.
0: Uh, he, and the things that his quotable quotes, some of them you couldn't, you know, back back then use on the air, but uh, you'd always remember. Oh, you,
2: couldn't, them. you couldn't tell a lot of those stories on the, you couldn't tell any of those stories on the. I no. keep on telling them. Can you come up with some stories that we can actually use after the break? I
0: know. Uh, like the, tell us the Angie Dickinson story again, Monster. <laughs> uh, just, I mean, he had a million of them. When you know, one time I was standing on the hall with him, and Jason Wolf walked by. You know, we all we both like Jason. And Jason, goes by? and he goes, "Hey, Monster, how you doing?" Uh, he goes, "Hey, Jason, how are you?" And he, as soon as he gets ten feet away, Jay- Jason turns. I mean, uh, Monster turns to me and says, "A shit bigger than that." Because <laughs> you know, oh. I mean, Jason was what 5'4". Like yeah, <laughs>
2: right? Oh yeah.
0: god! Well, he was a fun. Now you had so much time with the Celtics with Johnny Most. I, 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 I got a quick Johnny Most story for you. Okay. And you and and Bill Smith was talking about how when, after Johnny had his stroke, he had a, a dead arm. You know, Johnny couldn't move. It was his left arm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I think it was Jimmy Stamos who told me this story. He says on the bus, they Johnny couldn't hear very well either. So, uh, whenever he whenever whenever he went to look at his watch, he, his left arm was a dead arm, and so he would put his finger in the strap of the watch and with his right hand and lift up his arm to take a look at the watch, what it said, and then it would he'd let it drop back down, would flop back down to his side. So Mikhail kept asking him, like every ten minutes, Johnny, what time you got? Time, I just and the whole, the whole team would be watching and laughing, but Johnny couldn't hear that. So you know, it was like Johnny, and then ten minutes later, he'd say, what, do you, what, what time you got? You know, just
2: to see him do that thing with the watch. Now, do you remember those years with uh, Johnny? I most? do, I, I do remember those years. McHale, by the way, is one of my neighbors. Lives right down the street oh, here. He's so funny um, out here in Arizona. But not only that, but he would smoke. With the left hand. And so therefore he used the right hand to raise the left hand oh. with the butt. In it. Oh my God. So it was an old habit and he couldn't switch over for some reason. I, I said to him at one point, he said, Why don't you start smoking you know butts with the right hand? I said, It's a habit, babe. I can't do it. <laughs> oh god. Well, Ben did a
0: similar thing when he watches porn. He you switch to the right hand, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. It's called the stranger. Yeah, the stranger. The stranger hand. Uh, uh. Glenn Ordway is one of my favorite people, and he's on the phone. Now, I, I, I want to just test your Celtics medal. Okay, but first, yeah, this word you. from Ben. <laughs> Hold on. Another commercial, Ben? Yeah, pay the bills. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports uh, betting this season. Everything from NFL, playoffs, the second half of the NBA, NHL seasons, and college basketball, heading toward conference tournaments. You will always find the latest odds, the team matchup information, player news, and some nude pictures. Oh, sorry. Uh, on Bet Online, the Bet Online features the live betting and the free contests and live scores for almost any sport or any game imaginable. The fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Go to betonline.ag and join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code CLNS50. Is that what it is, Ben? CLNS50. CLNS50 to receive your rewards. It's a 50% welcome bonus. You know, can you imagine if if you found a hooker and she gave you a 50% welcome boner? (laughs) <laughs> Bet online where the game starts. Now, Big O, I have a Celtics that's quiz funny. for you. I'm gonna just see how you do because I know okay. I know you're, you're not. You're, you had a birthday last week. You're still a young man.
2: No, I'm, I'm getting up there, but <laughs> I don't. I don't feel old, so that's good. Well, we go want, ahead.
0: We want to make sure there's no uh, Joe Biden dementia creeping into your performance here. You ready? Yeah. Come on, man. It's a Celtics quiz, everybody, from a former voice of the Boston Celtics. Glenn Ordway. They go, who's the only player to lead the Celtics in all five categories in one season? That would be assists, steals, blocks, rebounds, and points. He led the team in all those categories. Only guy to ever do it.
2: Okay, so it's not going to be Pierce. It's not. I'm trying to take the Great players of each one of the decades. Um, it's not going to be Bird. Tough question, isn't it? Yeah,
0: <laughs> the, the ticker stopped. <laughs> that, that's like the. A-
2: um, so I'm going to guess it's somebody that has to be before Bird. So it's it's either a guy in the '60s. How about Dave Collins in the 70s? Oh! Oh my God! Nice pull.
0: 1977-78. Dave Collins averaged 18.6 points, 14 rebounds, 4.6 assists, 0. 0.9 blocks, and 1.3 steals, leading the Celtics in all five categories.
2: Big oh a big, big, big um, pole. Right process there. of elimination, Mikey. No, and we're trying to just do some. You know, some logic there. See what the game has changed, so the numbers are so different these days. See what thinking it through does for you? That's how you I, avoid I don't, divorce. I, don't, I, don't think. I, I just, yeah. All
0: right, how about this? The most points by the Celtics team in
2: one game. Um, was it not the the, the team this year?
0: No. It was way back. Sure? It was way back. Way back Wasden.
2: I thought this team, didn't this team score 150-some-odd points Is year? Is,
0: is the record 163?
2: No, it's 173.
0: 173. Holy
2: shit. Okay. It's way back. Yeah, I thought they broke that record, but I'll, I'll take your, your word for it. They didn't even and have three. In those days, they didn't have three-point no. shots, so it was real old, yeah. real old.
0: A uh, whole lot uh, of twos. It, uh, it was February 27th, 1959 Yeah. Jesus. Mi- against the Lakers of Minnesota. The Minnesota mm-hmm. yeah. Lakers, Elgin Baylor. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> question three: Who was the first Celtic to win the NBA Sixth Man of the Year award?
2: Um, McHale.
0: Yep. Speaking of speaking of McHale, sometimes uh, I sometime tell you about the giant rat that McHale <laughs> and, and all the press trapped on the old Parquet floor. Uh, it's a it's a huge long story. But I won't, so I won't do it now. By the way, I'm the only guy that does too long Re- for this
2: podcast. I mean, because <laughs> we got is nothing do. Do you like weed out stories, Mikey? You get going in the show and say, so." Oh, shit, we only we only have fifty six minutes. Yeah, get that story I in. I, I get, get hungry
0: going. when I'm here. Um, oh, yeah. The uh, I, I'm the only guy to this day that that I've found that does Reggie Lewis's laugh exactly like Reggie Lewis used to laugh. You want to hear it, Big O? Yeah. Okay, ready. <laughs> Yes, that's it.
2: That's
0: very good. (laughs) It's very Uh, good. Now, what player did the the, the Celtics general manager, Red Auerbach, try to pick a fight with during a 1983 preseason game? Celtics GM Red Auerbach picks a
2: fight with this player in a preseason game. Well, that's a little bit deceiving. What year did you say it was? 83. Yeah, it was the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. and uh, it Julius Irving was the main part of that fight, but their other guys were involved in it as well, and then Red wanted to go at Billy Cunningham as well. The name I have here is Moses Malone. Yeah, no, I, I I don't believe that's accurate. Were you there? Yes. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to believe you then. I'm not going to believe some shitty website. Now, I as I said, the fight, if you look at it, it's a great picture that, by the way, neither Larry Bird nor Julius Irving will sign, even though people have, have tried for years. Yeah. A lot of those big collector's companies have tried to get the two to sign the it's picture. It's like the Veritech uh, A-Rod picture. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it was a preseason game, and the two of them were going at it. Had at it had to be 84. What's that? It says
0: 83 here. Preseason 83. Well, that, that fight was 84 because Barkley was a rookie. Barkley's in that fight, holding back Bird. So it had to be 84. Oh, yeah. another country. Heard yeah, I don't from remember.
2: There. I don't remember two of those. Uh, in it, and, and it might be a stretch. I don't know if you've noticed, Mikey. Sometimes this little internet Google thing is yeah. wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. A, no, it is. So it might have been that because Red did this all the time. You know, he can't do this today. He famously uh, punched the know, owner of Cuban, but. He used to do this all the time. He'd get down on the floor and he'd start screaming at another player. If they call that a fight, that's a fight. But if we're talking a physical fight between Red and Moses Malone, I don't know about you. Yeah, right. if There's money on the line. <laughs> I'm going with Malone.
0: Yeah, because he was six ten and, and three hundred yeah. pounds.
1: The mailman? Yeah. No, different. No, Malone. that's Carl Malone. Uh, that's right, Carl. Very good. That was a test. A terrible father.
2: Moses was the uh, fo 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 guy.
1: Remember, right. we're going to yeah. win in fo yeah. fo 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 five <laughs> five. <five-hole. laughs> right. All right. Now here's the fo, final
2: fo. question for this quiz. This is a retired... Oh, we don't have any bonus where so I can make up points. No, you're in fine. The you,
0: you're going to pass this Jesus test. I, I think God. you're already... I just the- want a coffee cake. That's all I want.
2: You're going to get it. By the way, what flavor one. you want? Blueberry, Granny Smith, I like apple cinnamon. cinnamon ones, but the apple one's pretty good. Okay. I remember I used to... Send them to me all the time. I'm telling you. And I uh, must have lost my address. I, I sent or one. I just <laughs> sent one to. I
0: sent one to Mut as condolences for losing his the gig I that you. That it.
2: is just <laughs> terrible. What is wrong with you? Hey. And he sat
0: there <laughs> shoving it in his face like a monkey. All right, reti- uh, reti- uh, I saw you <laughs>
2: tweeting when that
0: happened. <laughs> <laughs> Retired numbers, okay. I'm gonna. I'm a just give you the number. You tell me who the player is. Okay.
2: Oh Jesus, no! I'm not doing. Oh,
0: right, I'll do five of them. Just so you can do this. <clears throat> yeah, I won't even give you six because it's all over the NBA courts right well, now.
2: one of them is a a name.
0: Lasky. Yeah, Lasky. Lasky. Tell he, he that he's the last one. All right, now number f- number
2: uh, number ten. Uh, number ten would be.
0: Ben already knows it.
2: Georgia, right? Georgia Jojo, right? Jojo is correct. Uh, number twenty-one. Twenty-one would be another old player because yep. that wasn't around when I was doing the games. I'll take Charmin. Bill, yes, Bill Charmin.
0: Don't squeeze the Charmin. Um, Thirty. I uh, can't even Thirty-three.
2: Reach. I know it. I know
0: it. <laughs> Good job.
2: I know it, Larry Bird. I
0: think thirty-one is the one I'm looking at. You know.
2: Oh, okay, I got that one. Yeah, okay, for you too. I know. Cedric Maxwell.
0: Yeah, you know, he, he was on the big show all the time until he stole Great. my keys. Oh, love him.
2: Love and, him. He's, he's <laughs> terrific. Great guy. Uh,
0: how about? Funny. Uh, how about? Uh, some of these are easy. For, for big oh, these are really, really easy.
2: Uh, Twenty-five. How about number one? You throwing number one at me? No. Yeah. You know who that is? Uh, t- yeah, 25 is Casey Jones. Yeah.
0: The late Casey Jones, one of the great people. Uh, number one?
2: If you get number one, then we, we get, we'll send you the cake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ben knows his stuff. He just mouth, he just lip synced. Number the, one. Yes. The,
2: the first owner of the Boston Celtics, Walter Brown.
0: Yeah. Ah. Ah. Unbelievable. Well, you know, it's worth a cake. I think we, you know, we miss hearing your big O, course, on the radio because you know it, you're a staple in this market for so long, and I, I never, I mean, I never deviated. I had the big show on when I wasn't on the big show. I was listening to the big show, and that's uh, everybody else had that a uh, very similar habit. But I think the thing I missed the most is the Winer line. And, you know, let's give some props to to Big Andy, who did a great job with that wineer line right. over the years. Absolutely. And the Winey Awards, he was also a huge part of that, obviously, you know, putting that Absolutely. all together. he was
2: great. He uh, was great.
0: So, but the, that was the biggest party. You know, you had Tony V up there hosting a thing. I used to go to that thing, have the best time, get drunk, get up there, present awards to people and laugh and check out all the action. It was a, imagine having, this is why I say that the 98.5, is not, they could never have an event that would be as popular as the Whiny Awards were, having it at the TD Garden, packing the house there, and making it such a wonderful event. They could never do that. You know, that was a packed house, too. That
2: was, yeah, that was really something. Yeah, I think we, I think we had 11 to 12,000 in there, which was pretty amazing. And then we did it, uh, what is the theater over there, um, Billy, that we did it in? Um. Uh,
0: oh oh yeah, uh, over in the theater sec- uh, section, yeah uh, it
2: keeps on changing names.: the Wang? right <laughs> the Wang
0: Wilbur the Wang Center.: It
2: was the Wang Center.: Oh <laughs> always time. go with the Wang if yeah, you forget I the name. still like that.: I in, think Ernie like Bach
1: was the Wang Center.: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, that was an and amazing. We event. did it
2: We did it there. The first one was when Davios was just opening up on Arlington Street, and so we were kind of testing this thing out. So Davios was just opening. It was a perfect uh, uh, partnership. They needed the publicity. We were going to do it right there, and unfortunately, what happened was we destroyed the floors in the place, <laughs> and, and they had to redo all of the floors oh, before man. the restaurant could open. Like two days later. Yeah, oh, man. People Steve, the Steve
0: must have loved that, huh? Steve. Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. The yeah the the wine.
0: I mean, you know, the huge uh, the, the other thing too about the uh, where was I going with this? The big show was that it had. It had so many, such a cast of characters. There were so many different people rolling in and out of that show that
2: that's what he kept ended, it fresh. He counted him up one time, Mikey, and I want to say, I think he got up to a hundred different guests, <laughs> and eighteen, maybe maybe a little higher than that. Co-host, guy that just guy that just retired, Dennis Eckersley, got his start. Yeah,
0: on a big show. I remember. I was there. Show. I was yeah. there for that show. We went out and yeah. smoked butts out front. <laughs> <laughs> that was on Huntington Avenue. That That's was right. uh, That's that, correct. Now, so yeah. the attached uh uh f- functions uh to your show as well. I mean, I, I went to your 50th birthday party. If you want to talk you about H- Heinzen and Raditz, you could hear them laughing all the way across the yard. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Those two guys, they got along great. That was a <laughs> so really this,
2: uh, I I got to tell this story on your show. So, we we get this great band. It's like a 12-piece band and uh they're doing a lot of Motown, they're, they're, they're able to bang it out. They get the horns, so they're able to really do some incredible stuff. And I'm back there taking pictures, and the next thing I know, somebody says, you got to get back out there. He goes, Mikey is shit-faced, and he's up there <laughs> singing right now with the band. I remember that. that You do remember that. As a matter of fact. You got up there. Yes, you got up. I walked back in and I just broke down laughing because you're up there, you know, trying to do splits on the dance floor. (laughs) And you're singing. You were cocked. You were. I was. yeah, and the band is like, they're looking at me like, what do you want us to do? He said he could sing. I, I know. Don't know,
0: and I was there with some Channel 5 weather lady. You
2: were? What yeah. was her name? Oh,
0: uh, Ellen or something. You just
2: met her like two nights before. I know,
0: I know. And, then I'm, and she's thinking, what have I done to myself? This is before I met Christine, the love of my life. This is about a year before that, and I was with this weather woman, and that was a weird, that was a great, great wedding. By the way, just so you know, we have Joe and Jerry... You know, I know, we're going to finish the show tonight with the song I was singing cocked in front of all your guests. Oh, great. Yeah, we're going to – but we great. got Joe and Jerry's rendition, uh, Big O. So let's thank Big O and say goodbye oh, at, right yeah. now, and then he, we can play that song from his
2: wedding.
1: There you go. All right. Go yeah, you ready? Hey, okay. Hey, Big O, thanks for being on the yeah, show. Thanks, Big O.
2: Oh, please, please. The, 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 it's all – thank you. you thank know, you. Let's do this no, again. No, thank you.
1: You know, we miss you. We miss you, Big O, you know. What can we say? I miss you guys too. I do.
2: I really do miss you guys. (laughs) The uh,
1: the one and only Glenn Ordway, everybody. And here's the
0: song I sang at his wedding. When I was cocked in front of a bunch of people who knew I was cocked. Here's Joe and Jerry singing "Build Me a Buttercup." Okay, Troop, you ready? You want the first verse or the second verse? (laughs) I'll do the second verse, Joe. All right, I'll do the first verse. Sounds like a plan, moron. Why do you build me up? Build me up! Buttercup, baby, just to let me down. Let me down. And mess me around. And then worst of all. Worst of all. You never call me baby when you say you will. You say you will. But I love you still. I need you. I need you. More than anyone, darling. Darling. You know that I have from the start. Right from the start? So build me up. Build me up. Buttercup. Don't Don't break break my my heart. heart. I'll be over at 10 You told me time and again But, but you're, you're late. late I wait around and then ah. I run to the door Can't take any more It's not you Swinging a pop You let me down again Baby, baby Try to find a little time So I make you mine I'll be home I'll be sitting beside Get the phone together, Like Daryl Strawberry Waiting for you You're screwing it up Ooh, 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 ooh why do you build me up? Build me up, Buttercup, baby, just to let me down and Shaw's Day. and mess me around, and then worst of all, worst of all, you never call me, baby, when you say you will. What's up with that? You're kind of an asshole. I need I you. Hear you more than anyone, darling. <laughs> you know that I have from, from the, the start, start? So come build on, me up. build me up, Buttercup. Don't, Don't break, break my, my heart. heart. We're pretty good here, Joe. To you, I'm a toy, but I could be the boy you adore. At Shaw's. Because you're a little slut. Although you're untrue, I'm attracted to you all the more. At Shaw's. Why do I need you so? Because you're a slut. Baby, baby, yes. find the time, a little time, and I'll make you some slime. I'll I be on the phone, weird now. Or I'll be home waiting for you going. Oh, that's, Ooh. that's, Ooh. that's disgusting. Ooh. It's disgusting. Why do you build me up? Build me up. finish here, just to let, let me down, down troop. And mess me around in it. Worst, worst of all. all. You hardly ever call me when you say you will. Yeah! But I love you still. I need you. I I need need you! you. More than anyone, darling. You You know know that that I have from from the the start. start. So build me up! Buttercup. Buttercup! Don't break my heart! More than anyone, baby. Calm down, Joe. You know that I have from the start. Take a chill pill. So build me up. Build me up. Buttercup, don't break my heart. And don't cut a fart.